0: Again. <laughs> I think if we look back so far, this might be the more disappointing and frustrating draw we've had. So everybody, this is Quessy from The Africans, giving you a quick reaction to a nail-nail draw against Jamaica in Jamaica it's uh we've come a long way <laughs> it's funny how like my tones will always emerge yeah I'm a, I'm a fan okay it happens <clears throat> no but it's interesting thinking about this team and looking at how they perform full disclosure I have to re-watch a bit of the game just because I missed a chunk of it just had to deal with uh family Aaron and that was fine but man this game there are things which are interesting about this I don't know how I feel like I'm disappointed but satisfied I think it's the best way to put it I'm disappointed but satisfied um, let's start off by saying uh, first of all a wounded bear either fight for its life or be put out of its misery and I think this is what we saw against Jamaica playing them they definitely were playing a little bit to contain primarily a alfonso Davies. and I mean you know what let's start from the top okay. so walking into this match with the preview earlier today there were five changes in the lineup I think I believe that five were the changes yes so we had the three suspensions that we missed which were fine and then we had a couple substitution changes yes so Liam Miller came in for a Tejuan Buchanan on the uh, right wing Daniil Henry came in for Steven Vittoria and Sam Attacubi came in for Richie Larea additionally Samuel Piette came in for Steven Estacchio to give him a bit of a break. And then Derek Cornelius came in for Kamal Miller. So five changes in the squad. And to be completely honest, I think lack of depth is one thing to look at this matchup. We are a deep squad. There's no doubt about that. However, the roles of the players that we've lost are very were very evident against Jamaica today. So to put this into perspective, we were without Junior Hoylet didn't play, but he was on the bench. So Hoylette was there, then you didn't have those three on suspicions, plus you didn't have Kyle Larin or Tiba Hutchinson there. And a game like today was very much a chippy physical type of a game, where they weren't going to let us use our speed because Jamaica's team is athletic. There was a tweet which I think Patrice Bernier, uh, Bernier put it out and he said the athletic ability that Canada would have over most teams won't be evident against an equally athletic team like Jamaica. It'll come down to tactical superiority. I retweeted it and said, it's going to come down to which coach can make that move. And for the first time, I think this window, I don't think we made the right moves. I don't think we did. We, we definitely did struggle a little bit within the midfield getting turned over there. Not the single out a specific player. Like, for example, take a player like Samu Piet. He's a good central defensive mid. But. Offensively, he isn't challenged, but he's there to be defensively sound. So there were two or three occasions where he got stripped, turned over, and then Jamaican counter, and then you had those opportunities that were there. And it hurt. It truly did hurt. I think missing that depth really did show. I think missing pace on either side to take the pressure off of an alfonso davies who still tried to create and still try to do things was sorely missed and more importantly i think a player a jamaican player which really stood out and i think outside of canadian soccer content i take taken a lot of jamaican soccer content um I, there's just so much of it there's a lot of american content as well but just the format i enjoy listening and going through Anthony Grant. (laughs) Anthony Grant was chippy. Anthony Grant was tenacious. He was a bulldog. He's up there in age, but you could tell he's the type of player who wasn't going to back down. And our version of that is Richie Larea, and he wasn't there. So having a player like that to kind of come back and say, you can bark, we're going to bark back, and we're going to bite and come back at you. I think a player like that was sorely missed for us. Because if a team's gonna try to play that physical, we missed that player who said, no, cool. We're gonna dance, let's dance. I I think that was missing today. I think having Tajon on the right side, Liam Miller played well. Let's not, I mean, there's the Liam Miller moment where I think he just misplayed that, like 61st minute. Instead of going low, he went high, and that was a save for Blake. I think having that pace is important. We're gonna, and I think that's where we missed the boat here. Adding in other flanks and and more speed on the other side, I think that's definitely something we are missing. Secondly, I think Alistair Johnson is good. I think these two games are the most I've seen him struggle with in the Canadian jersey. And that can either be teams are figuring him out, or these last two games he's also played at the right back. And his service hasn't always been the best in these last few games, that was evident. So I think having a player like him struggle with it kind of showed that we also lack a bit in the midfield. We, we really lacked that ability to really clean it up against a team that was really built to bunker and counter. And we got caught a few times. So I think missing those players who are on suspension was very evident, I think, for me. I think we really did miss those. Second thing, which is kind of staring us in the face, I don't know what it is, but Jonathan David has not looked good. In these last two windows now last window he got the goal against El Salvador at home and that was great but he just seems very tentative he's not very aggressive in that aspect and I it's it's an odd thing I think there were many opportunities where we've seen him just be aggressive or maybe it's just it could be the pressure it could just be maybe a nagging injury but he just doesn't seem like he's, he's been going for it as often. He's, he's not lazy. Well, that's not the word looking for. He's just been invisible, passive, just not there. And I think, especially with the club here, missing Laren as a replacement for him, it, it is hard. I think it's also interesting in that sense because he also is more of a two, he's more of a tandem striker. Whereas Kyle Laren has played as a single Isolated striker, and he can't do it. And I think that's where he does struggle because even like, like, thinking back to like the American game, he was dropping in very, he's dropping in very deep into the midfield to try to collect the ball when he came in against the US. And here he was just very invisible. He was able to get a few, get going a little bit more, but he needs a tandem, which kind of comes down to that formation. I know we went with more of a 4-2-3-1 here, but I think for Jonathan David, he may be better suited in a dual striker system where you can have one striker who's retrieving, one who's a target man, and he can play off of that. Either that or having someone who's a little bit stronger down the middle at that attacking midfielder position to feed him and get going, or have pressure on both flanks to go in. I think we missed the ball on the pressure on the flanks. It it really was. Ah, man. There's so much to really talk about. But then, you know, let's go to the Miller miss. I think he just mishit it. Honestly. The way that he hit... I think if we broke it down, we would assume that the best way for him would have gone low. And again, hindsight is 20-20 in that sense. But he mishit it and made a good save by the keeper, but it was an easier save because the ball was there. All he had to do was drive it low and away, and he had it. And that's the unfortunate part of when we left it there. A few headers came in, and once Estaka came into the game around like the 70th minute, a little bit more composed in the midfield, but you can definitely see how you missed that aspect of it. Our team is deep, there's no doubt about it but we are missing the players that make us deep. I think there are opportunities to win this game when we didn't take them, and that sucks. I think I also, t- I tweeted also a little bit earlier that the refs are conca cafing consistently. And <laughs> as frustrating as it is, we do know this is the reality that we're playing in. Every team has that type of referee. I mean, some will be more rigid, others will be more loose. Apparently, for some refs, you just got to pull out a... You have to be extremely violent and draw blood to maybe get a yellow card. But I think they are, I think the refs are feeling the pressure right now without having PAR. And they are erring on the side of caution not to affect the game too much. Even though, at the end of the day, if the, if the rulebook mandates that this action requires this reaction it should be called that way not just because you don't have the fallback of "Uh, I can let it go or I can call it and then I can check it to be sure if they see it they have to call it and yes it can go the other way we can find ourselves in a situation where a ref makes a call where we say that was a bit harsh but that's the call that you have to make and that's the human nature of the game but I think in because we are so accustomed to it It is something that we have to look at and really be frustrated about because I feel like this team definitely has missed a few opportunities from VAR, but at the same time, probably are fortunate from those VAR moments. So overall, I I think Herdman didn't manage this game well. I think we had opportunities to pull out the victory, but we weren't able to do it. We played well defensively, but offensively, we're just missing that last sense of urgency to get through. A miss hit by Davies early in the game. Daniil Henry in that Stephen Vittoria position, dropping off. We, we had opportunities, and we didn't take advantage of them. And we've gone away with it so far. I think the concern is, can a team like Canada continue to do that in the Wild West that is CONCACAF? I mean, recording this again, Sunday night. Panama just defeated the United States. Costa Rica defeated El Salvador. And Mexico defeated Honduras. Right, Which means the table right now stands at Mexico in first with 11 points. And then the USA and Panama sitting in second and third respectively with 8 points. And then Canada in fourth with seven points and what that does I think Costa Rica with six El Salvador with five Honduras with three Jamaica with two which makes this Panama game so important because now a Costa Rica win in their next match which is against the US teams two through five are playing each other right so you have Costa Rica versus USA in the in Columbus then you have Canada versus Panama in Toronto And within that, you can have teams... Costa Rica can enter the fray here and say, hey, we're here to play. We don't expect it, but we can see that happening. And in the same breath, Canada controls its destiny to get the split. At the beginning of the window, a five-point window would have been acceptable. After the Mexico performance, we gathered a little gritty and said, let's try to get seven. And we're now down to a max five. Ten points at the end isn't terrible but it is disappointing. And the reality is I think we have to start stacking a few wins here and separating ourselves because the more bunched up this remains, the more difficult it looks. And it will become. because again, between first and second, two points, between second and sixth, second and sixth, is three points. so just a win away. So you'd want to have, I think after the, after the Mexico game, I, I was thinking, if Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. could sweep the rest of their games, they'd be at 14 and 12 points, respectfully. And that would, would give them some space to breathe, to afford them a hiccup here or there. Right now, they don't have room for that hiccup. Even a team like Jamaica, as poorly as they've played, they are still alive. So I think, again, this last match is going to be very vital and very important. Um, Canada versus Panama on Wednesday. Securing three points at home is imperative, just so that you can leapfrog Panama, get back into that third place position. But then also (laughs) get another win and leave yourself there. You haven't been beaten, which is great, but uh, you have to start stacking wins here. This feels to me like the Honduras loss, where, again, emotionally it feels there. I know the games are different, but emotionally it feels there. You came there in expecting a win. You got a draw, you had opportunities, and you feel like you left a lot of meat on the bones. So we'll see how the team performs. We'll definitely try to uh, adjust to it accordingly. But yeah, they have a few days back. Um, Still no word on whether Atiba, Laren, or Cavallini will be available for the Panama games. If not, at the very least, we do have Tejan, Larea, and Vittoria coming back, which gives us that speed, running channels, and some people play with Davies on either side, wherever he places himself. So looking forward to see what he and they can do also i think for herdman making moves attacking the flanks attacking the team i don't know who starts in central now as that attacking midfielder um hoping fingers crossed that toilet is available and you can put him at that camp position so Azoria already just have to play all three matches in the window if he can that's great but it would be great if we can go through there panama is definitely a team not to be taken lightly I mean, we've learned from Jamaica here. So trying to grow this and go get a good result at home is vital. I'm still with the boys, a little disappointed, but looking forward to see what we can accomplish. forward. All right. That's all we got for today. Uh, i are going to do a little bit of European talk over the next few days. Again, a lot of content going to be dropping this week just because we have international window, all the matches, but we still got to check in. Worldwide, to see what's happening. Shout out to uh, my country and my heritage, Ghana. Uh, we brought back the old coach. Milo gave us a 3 1 win over Zimbabwe. So Ghana Ghana's trailing South Africa. by one point their group for qualification for World Cup. But yeah, we'll see how this goes. They play next on Tuesday. And the African qualifiers, if you aren't aware, are all being played on FIFA TV. So if you go to YouTube and you can look it up, all the games are there and you can re-watch them in their entirety. So if you're looking for some football action during this time outside, especially my Canadian friends or Americans, I think you guys have this holiday too, pop on FIFA, watch some African football, kind of take a, see who's looking good, who's not, seeing if you recognize some of those names in some of the leagues that you watch. But yeah, until then, you'll probably have some content dropping over Tuesday and then Wednesday, and then Thursday, and then we will definitely go from there. Until then, it's the African sign off saying, we'll talk later. Bye for now.